0: We just finished a, a great series called It's Time. How many of you think there was some good content in that series? We, uh, yeah, we talked about everything from getting a move on, what God's called you to do. Uh, we talked about getting your schedule aligned and where you prep your schedule for your God time and you put everything else around it. And we talked about in towards the end of the series, how to trust in the word. And if you want the word of God to work in your life, you have to combine what the word says with your faith. And whenever you do that, you have the power to operate in everything that the word has for you. Today, we are going to start a new series called Detox. It's going to be a three or four week series. I'm not sure yet. And you know, as my goal as your pastor is number one for you to grow spiritually. There are a lot of things we need to grow in. You can grow in your marriage, you can grow in health, you can grow in relationship, you can grow in your work, you can grow in all sorts of things. Those are all important. We will help you in those areas. We will teach you in those areas. But the number one goal of a pastor is for you to help to grow spiritually. Amen. 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 If you don't have a strong spiritual life, I can assure you nothing else will go the way it's supposed to. You've got to have a strong spiritual life. And that's why I am absolutely blown away, excited for what I feel that God's put in my heart, because I believe this series is going to do one thing, and that's caused you to grow closer to Jesus. It's going to have some ups and downs. It's going to have some sacrifices that we're going to have to make, but I promise you, if you follow along with me the next three or four weeks and go on this journey with me, you will say, I am better off now than I was a month ago. So today we start the series called Detox, and I will explain that in a few moments, but let's pull out your outline and let's look at this. What is Detox? Uh, Write down, detox is the removal of a toxic substance from a living organism. All the outline answers will be on the screens behind me if you can't follow along with me. There are toxins that pollute who you are. But for the believer, that looks a little bit different than it does for the unbeliever. As the believer, we are a triune being. We are made of three parts, body, soul, and spirit. I'll touch on that in a minute. But there are toxins that get into our body by what we eat, by what we say, by what we do, by how we act, what we hear. There are actions in how we live that allow toxins to get in our lives. And we have toxins that we need to dispose of because if we're going to have the best version of ourselves in 2023, you're going to have to have what we're going to call a spiritual detox. Say detox. This is going to be um, uh, some work on your part, but this is how this is going to lay down. We are going to look at those three areas of the triune being that I just spoke of, the spirit, soul, and body. We are going to use one each week, and in that week, we are going to detox that area of our life. So I want to go ahead and prep you now in three weeks from now, I guess two weeks from now, March 5th or whatever that Sunday is, that is going to be the body detox. You get where I'm going with that? What you eat, what you put in. Let me ask you this. Anybody get a caffeine headache by noon if you haven't had caffeine? You got to start getting ready for the detox of the body because what I don't want to have happen is when you get there, you give up and quit because you detoxed yourself too late and you're having all these withdrawals. Because when you start having caffeine withdrawals, you get headaches, you get back aches, you get attitude aches, you get all sorts of things. You get relational aches, like all sorts of aches come into your life. But if you go ahead and start prepping now, then you won't have the big bad boom at the time when that comes, all right? Are we good with that? Are we good with that? Does that make sense? Okay, let me ask it this way. How many are hungry for God to move in your life? How many want to see God move in your life? I'm asking because if you don't want to see God move into your life, don't do what I'm about to talk to you about. This is only for those who say, God, I want more of you in my life. I am hungry for your spirit to move in my life, and in order for that to happen, there are some things that I need to do, and that is the spiritual detox. This comes out of a personal ambition that I am currently on. About a month ago, I told Adrienne, uh, I am overweight, (laughs) Uh, considerably overweight, and um, I'm just going to tell you guys the numbers because we're family and you don't judge, right? <laughs> that junk, that daggum scale is broken. <laughs> Anybody else got a broken scale? We bought this high-dollar scale that it sinks to your phone and then it gives you alerts every day and all this stuff. Because I know if I went and just got one of those other ones, I wouldn't. I need something to like tell me, hey, you're no, uh-uh, you got to keep doing. So we got this scale, and that gum thing said 195 pounds. Shush. <laughs> my ideal weight for a 39-year-old with my height is 175 pounds. So you do the math. I'm 20 pounds overweight. On that little, on that, on that chart it gave me, it said um, obese. And I began to think about that, and I told Adrienne, I said, if I'm gonna have the best version of myself this year, I've got to change this. And I said, I can't look back next year and say 2023 was a great year, knowing that the chart says I'm obese. So I began to put things into place. And being that my wife is so loving and so caring, whenever I told her that, she said, You know what? You want to know what else you gotta do? I was what she said, you need an electronic fast. I was like, what? What do you mean, electronic? In her words, not mine, she said, You used to, well, she said it this way. Let me read it exactly how she said it. She said, You lay in bed and scroll Twitter. You used to lay in bed and I could hear you breathing under your breath. She called me out. She's exactly right. I used to lay in bed by the hours and just pray and. But dadgum Elon Musk bought Twitter, and I'm like, ooh, let's check all this stuff out now. Didn't even have Twitter before that, and I'm all reading through all this stuff, and I can read all these, keep up, and I'm just like, boom, an hour's gone. Don't even look at me like you're not guilty of the same thing. Heathens, can't believe you would do that. I'm just just kidding. Yeah, but she called me out, and I said, you know what? If I'm going to go through this, you're going to go through this with me. And I said, "You step on that scale." and she said, "It ain't about me." (Laughter) <laughs> All right, and then I finally talked her into it, and I said, you're gonna do this, and then we kind of looked at each other. And I said, the whole church needs to go through this because we are hungry for God to move in our lives. We want the best version of ourselves, so let's take the whole church together with us, and she said, that's a great idea. I'm in the kids' building, so I can't be held accountable for this one. And I'm like, no, 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 you gotta listen to me after the service is over. I'm gonna tell you the whole thing all over again, and so we are going on this spiritual detox so that way we can have the best version of ourselves this year that we've ever had. To be able to go on a detox, sacrifices have to be made. If it's not a sacrifice, it's no different than it was before. If you say, hey, I'm going to fast social media, but you're only on social media like five minutes a day. Is that really a sacrifice? But if you fast caffeine because you drink five Dr. Peppers a day, that's a sacrifice. It is. I'm guilty. That's what I do. If it's a sacrifice, more comes from it. I told you at the beginning of the year that this year and to the existence of our church, we will be a church focused on prayer, seeking the Lord, fasting, being hungry for God. And it's not just one of those things you do in January and then you forget about it till next year. This is the DNA. This is who we are. We are a church who prays, a church who seeks the Lord, a church who's hungry for the spirit of God to move in our lives. And in order to do that, we've got to become people who are praying people. We've got to become people who are hungry to see God move. And we've got to get our spiritual lives in a place where God can use us to do what he needs us to do. Uh, And to help. Champion this cause this year I've asked Christy, the reason why she did this today so you guys kind of got to see her, to help me oversee our prayer ministry that we have going on here and we're going to unfold what that looks like over the next few weeks. That We're going to have some nights of prayer but we'll come up here on a Wednesday night or a Monday night and pray from 7 to 9 or 6 to 8 or whatever. We'll have midweek, we'll have some luncheon prayer. We're going to have time set aside that we become a church that's known for praying and seeking the Lord. So she is going to help me with that so if it doesn't work out it's her fault I'm just I'm just kidding I'm just kidding not her fault it's my fault but she is going to say okay let's look at this and kind of help put our calendar together and keep everyone organized so that way we become a church that is a praying church that's hungry for God to move amen okay whenever you think of the word detox what are the two most common terminologies that you think of alcohol and drugs that is kind of the known, hey, you got to do a detox. You got you to gotta detox from alcohol. You got to detox from drugs. Um, but whenever you go through a detox, it's so much more. We said it a while ago. It's the removal of a toxic substance in your life. So what we have to do as believers, we need a detox in our language. We need a detox in our thinking. We need a detox in our attitude. We need, there there are, are many things that we need to detox in because having a detox is basically just getting the yuck out of us. You got some yuck in you and you got to get the yuck out of you. And the detox process for some is going to be easy. For some, it's going to be very difficult. For some, it's going to be quick. For some, it takes a long time. We don't judge each other based off where we're at. We are just happy and encouraging and motivating each other to be doing the process of going through the detox. Is that okay? I'm not going to look at you and say, hey, how come you're not praying 10 hours a day? You should be praying 10 hours a day. No, 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 no. If you've never prayed five minutes a day, praying five minutes a day is a big deal. And I'm happy for you to be going in that direction. I'm not saying that's the bar. I'm just saying we've got to keep moving steps closer to what our relationship with God is going to look like. So for today and uh, what we're going to be talking about, we have our key verse of Scripture here. It's kind of long, um, but let's look in your outline as Kern reads this. 2 Corinthians 6, uh, 14, and I am going to cut you off at different times, so just, just know.
1: Do not be unequally yoked like with Like right believers. there, I'm going to cut you off. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, th-
1: th-
0: that is a Christian word, yoked, but it basically means, just, just follow me on this, don't be close to someone who is different. I didn't say you can't be friends with them. I said you don't want the influence of ungodliness to be a factor of influencing you in your life. So whenever God says here that you are not to be unequally yoked, it's basically saying don't allow people into your sphere of influence that can influence you in a way that's not God-honoring. We're still friends. Okay, keep going.
1: For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Hmm. What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion (laughs) does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. We?
0: Who's the temple? We. Are you sure? So if you have a temple, what do you do to the temple? If you put the wrong things in it, you defile the temple. So what do we need to do? Detox.
1: As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them.
0: Separate, separate yourself from them. What God is saying is, what is in your life that shouldn't be there? And those things that should not be there, you need to separate yourself from them. If you have foul language as a part of your life, separate yourself from those things. Detox those things. Again, It's a process, not going to change overnight. It's a process. Okay.
1: Says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves. Detox. From every that contaminates body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God.
0: You are a triune being, you are a spirit being having a physical body experience with the soul the most important part of your life is nurturing your spirit man your spirit being paul writes in in romans and i think that this is something that we're all like yeah i relate to paul in this area i keep doing the wrong things when i want to do the right things everyone been there I keep doing the wrong thing, I want to do right, and I'm doing good for about a week, I'm doing good for about two weeks, and ah, dadgummit, I fall victim again. I do the right thing, and then I do the wrong thing, and then I'm just like, man, why did I do the wrong thing when I've been trying to do the right thing, and you start beating yourself up over it. I want to give you some freedom from beating yourself up today, but let's go on. Let's look in your outline, Romans chapter 8. What does Paul tell us to do if that is how we are living our life? Go for it.
1: For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live.
0: What are you supposed to do? Put to death. In other words, detox. <laughs> If you live by the Spirit, you put to death those things that are trying to separate you from the presence of God. Another way of saying that is, Paul is saying you got to remove the toxins in your life. Have a spiritual detox. There are, there has been seasons in my life whenever I have spent. Um, more than average time in praying and fasting and seeking the Lord. And what happens is whenever you go on a water-only fast, I've never done like a super, super long one. I've gone like five, six days. Um, But whenever uh, you go on a water-only fast on, let's say you start your fast on Monday, Monday afternoon, you are dead You're like, man, I'm so hungry, I'm not going to survive, I'm not going to make it, I've got to get something in me. On Tuesday, it gets worse. On Wednesday, you're cussing people out, you're getting mad at each other, there's things that go on bad, but on Friday... Your body has gone through a detox. You've gone through the stomach aches. You've gone through the cramping. You've gone through the headaches. You've gone through all the problems. Your body gets itself to a point where it has detoxified all the bad nutrients in your body, and there is a level of good that you can feel that you didn't know you could feel until you've been through a detoxification process. If you think you feel good now with all the yucky substance in you, there is a level of goodness you can feel once you detox all that stuff out of you it works the same thing with your spirit man There is a level of good that you can walk in, that you feel that you walk in because some people come into church and we got to sing three songs before you get ready for the presence of God to show up. Others walk in and as soon as the first song hits, man, you're like, oh man, I'm right where I need to be. There's been a detoxification in some areas that you have prepared yourself for that when you come in, you're more susceptible to what God wants to do. And so what you have to do is go through a spiritual detoxification process. And I want to talk to you on three things that we need to have a spiritual detox in. And hear me out. This is for six days. Anyone can do this for six. I'm not asking for a lifetime detox here. I'm asking for this series. We are going to look at one area and then do that for six days. Okay? We can do anything for six days, right? That's not a long time. I'm not asking for six years. six, Six days. We can do this. If you're going to experience God the best that you can, and you can have the best version of yourself in 2023, three things that you've got to detox your spirit man from. Let's look at your outline. Number one, write down the word doubt. Well, that's not not real big. What do you mean? What do you mean I gotta detox doubt? You doubt what God can do in your life. I'm talking your spirit, man. I'm not talking your food, your body, your soul. I'm talking your spirit. You doubt what God can do, and you doubt what God says that he did for you can actually be accomplished. You doubt what is happening in your life, and you begin to question all sorts of things of saying, God, are you really doing this? God, is this really you? You've got to put that doubt away. You've got to starve that doubt. You doubt when it looks like, I mean, you can't even go on, I look at YouTube, you can't even go on the news YouTube and and see and look at what's going on in our current economical crisis and say, God, are you even here? What in the world's going on? You begin to doubt that my God is so bigger than anything that can happen. Don't you doubt the goodness of who God is in your life. You've got to, to to starve, to detox that doubt. I'm not saying that you're in denial of what's going on in current events, but I am saying the word of God is your standard. What the word of God says it, it finalizes it, it's finished, your opinion or anybody else's opinion on the matter is irrelevant. I will look in your outline. How do we combat doubt? Write down I'm going to piggyback off what we talked about three weeks ago. I will trust what God says. Write it down. How do we combat the, that doubt in our lives? I will trust what God says. Proverbs 3, 5 says,
1: Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding.
0: The second spiritual detox we need to have. Number two, Negativity. Don't allow negativity to be the first thing that comes out of your mouth. Transparency. I have this problem. Just ask my mom. She just she went mm hmm. Just ask my mom. Last week they were at our house, and I she said something to me. And my first response was negative, and she looked like she would come across the table and whoop me. <laughs> I have that problem. Don't allow negativity to pollute your spirit because whenever you allow negativity to pollute your spirit, you lose the delight that God has for you in that area. Negativity will get you to believe something that is not true. You will believe something about yourself that you don't even think is true if you say it enough because that's what negativity will allow to happen. Negativity will push people away from you. No one wants to be around negative Nelly. There are people that God has brought into your life that is there for a purpose, on assignment, but you push them away because no one wants to be around a person that's boring, dull, negative, who sucks the life out of you. Negativity will cause you to start walking into depression. I didn't say it will be depression. It will walk you into depression. We have to change our negativity in order to do that. In order to overcome our negativity, write it down, we have to, we think like God thinks. God's ways are higher than ours. God's ways are better than ours. God's uh, uh, thoughts, God's ways. We've gotta begin to think like Christ would think because his ways, his thoughts, The way he operates is higher than ours. So how do we think like God thinks? Isaiah 26 says.
1: You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you.
0: Your mind is stayed on the Lord. So you have to think how he thinks. If your mind is stayed on him, you will begin to think like how he thinks. Number two, back to your outline. Uh, I will, the second point in here. I will turn to what, no, I will say what God says. To change the negativity, I will say what God says. Ephesians 4.29.
1: Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear.
0: Be careful what you say. Be careful what you allow into your mouth, what you allow into your ears. Abigail the other day, um, she's got that Chapman sass. Do you have any family members like that? It runs deep in our family. They are sassy, full people. She's quick-witted. She'll, she, whenever she gets comfortable with you, I man, she can run. Like Adrian doesn't even try anymore. Like she's, she's already outwitted her. And the other day, she said something, and she said something, and then she said, and it just kept on going. I said, "All right, Abigail. Like, what's funny is funny, but you're taking it too far. Now you just hurt her feelings. Yeah, the food didn't taste good. That's okay, but we don't need to tell her every time she cooks that the food doesn't taste good." And she just called her out. She just got sass about it. Well, if you would have gone to eat like where dad wanted to go, we wouldn't all be starving still. <laughs> it's just like, whew, that was funny. You're right. So thank you for saying what I thought. But hey, you can't say these things because the sass kind of gets in there. And we had to have a talk about the, 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 what comes out of her mouth. The sass, the negativity has got to be looked at because the negativity can hurt mom's feelings. It can hurt other people's feelings. So you got to be careful. The Bible says that, the, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So you have the right to say the right things. The situation that I'm currently in is not, oh my goodness, the walls are coming down. The situation is my God shall supply all of my needs. The situation is that I am more than a conqueror by the blood of Jesus. The situation is greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You don't allow the situation that you're looking at or that you're involved in to dictate the way you say, think, and feel in the situation. You don't allow negativity to come and be a part of your life. You counteract that by by saying the things that God wants to say by thinking the way God wants to think number three how do you have a spiritual detox number three if you look at me and you say you know what I don't really doubt I'm not really negative this one will fill you in so no one gets no one gets left out today (laughs) number three sin Hmm. you've got to detox sin anything that is sinful pollutes our spirit man the word sin in Greek means to miss the mark and this is what I was talking about a while ago It is like a target. When you're aiming at the wrong thing, you miss the target. So instead of looking at sin in your life as complete condemnation, as, oh my gosh, I'm a sinner. God doesn't love me anymore. No, 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 no. You just missed the mark. Change what you're aiming at. Change your target. Don't allow the self-condemnation of the negativity to take you out and take you down and say, well, God just doesn't love me. God just can't use me. No, no, no. You sinned. You just missed the mark. Change your target. Are you following me? Let me ask it again. Does that make sense? If you've been aiming at the wrong thing, change what you're aiming at. It's not that hard. Ask Keaton. He's doing military training or police training right now. If the target's there and he's aiming this way, what's going to happen? He's not going to hit the target. But what does he have to do? Just change where he's aiming he'll hit the target. And does he hit the target right the first time every time? No. you got to keep aiming. you got to keep practicing. you got to keep going for it. So just don't give up. Just detox yourself and just keep on going. So how do we combat sin? In your outline, write down, I will turn to what God wants. I'm facing my target on what God wants. Romans 6, 13 says,
1: Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness.
0: For the next six days, I'm asking you to detox doubt, negativity, and sin. We can do this, all right? right. Can you do it? Okay. Okay. I am at my time, and my announcement took a little bit longer, so I'm going to take about seven more minutes here, and I'm going to bring this, wrap this around. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, that my weight gain has been an issue, so I begin to study about uh, how to combat my weight gain, and what I've learned in this process that, in studying health, that uh, the things that I cut out of my life are important, But what is more important is what I put in. If I don't put in the right things, I don't grow the way I need to and my weaken my immune system because I'm cutting out things. Are you following me? So in order to go through a detoxification process, you've got to remove things. That's super important. But if you don't put the right things in, whenever you remove the wrong things, it doesn't have the benefit that it would have if you put the right things in. Are you following me? So we have got to have a spirit growth side of the spirit detox side. So what do we need to put in? All basic answers, we're gonna fly through this. Number one, God's word. The most important thing that we can do is every single day for the next six days, get up and put God's word in you. It is the first thing that comes in your mind when you wake up. Don't get up and start scrolling Twitter. Don't get up and start scrolling Instagram. You get up, pull out your Bible app, pull out your paper Bible, whatever Bible you use, and you get the word of God in you first and foremost, okay? If you're going to have the thoughts of God, where are you going to get those thoughts from? His word. Six days, cut out doubt, cut out negativity, cut out sin, and put the word of God in you. You got it? We can do this? I promise you, you guys aren't smiling because you're like, ah, detox, ah, yeah, okay, there we go, smile, smile, smile. Psalms 1 says this.
1: Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, the word, he meditates day and night.
0: Whenever you put yourself in the word of God, you begin to delight in his word. It it begins to change your perception of what is right and wrong. Because you have now delighted in what God's word says. If you delight in God's word, you will delight in what the word has for you. If I'm going to have the best version of myself this year, I've got to grow spiritually. In order to do that, I've got to make a commitment that I'm going to put the word of God in me. So I left a blank here. I'm not going to tell you what your blank is. It says, I will. I will. What are you going to do? What is your God's word time going to look like? And I want you to take that and fill it out. It's up to you. It may be I'm going to pray or I'm going to read my Bible five minutes every day. It might be I'm going to read my Bible one chapter a day for the next six days. Some of you say, hey, you know what? Um, that's not a sacrifice. I'm going to bump that up to 30 minutes. I'm going to wake up earlier. I'm going to go to bed later. I'm going to do whatever it takes for six days. I'm going to put more of the word of God in me than I ever have before. Whatever that looks like for you, you write it out. The second thing that you need to put in you is write down number two, worship. This is a big one for me. I absolutely love worship. I could come up here and just worship with you guys for hours and hours and hours, and you guys would be bored out of your mind, and I would just be right at home. I love worship. It's in my DNA. I, I, just, I just love it. But here's what I know. Satan was over music in heaven before he was cast out. So I'm very careful what music I listen to. I told you all a couple weeks ago that I read on Yahoo in Popular Mechanics magazine, a guy went to hell, died, had a heart attack at the hospital or somewhere, went to hell, and in hell, the music that they were playing was Rihanna's music. That girl who, um, anybody see the Grammys? I didn't, I saw it later, whenever I saw, anybody see Halftime Super Bowl? Proud of you guys. For those that you did, I saw it later. That girl was the one whose music they were singing in hell. Don't you think the music that you listen to affects your spirit, man? I'm going to tell you something. This is personal conviction, okay? I'm not putting this on anybody. Don't even hear me for one second. We are all on different places. No one's better than the other. I have a, uh, a fondness for Michael Blueblades. You ever heard of him, the singer Michael B- Man, I love that sound, that big jazz sound. It's, oh, it's so good. I also like Garth Brooks. I like some country music. Adrian likes George Strait. Call it what you will, I can listen to about five to ten minutes. And after about ten minutes of listening to it, I'm, I'm, this is me personally. I'm not pushing this on you. I'm saying this is how it works in my life. I begin to feel convicted to what I'm listening to. Because music is doing something in you that you don't realize it's doing. But here's what I've learned. If I push past that 10-minute conviction spot and keep listening, I desensitize my desire for music the next time. So what happens is, whenever you start detoxing, you start having the spiritual detoxing, things that used to not bother you will begin to bother you. Whenever you used to be okay with something... All of a sudden, now it's not okay. Why not? Your spirit man is being detoxified and is more sensitive to what's taking place. So I want you to keep that in mind as you go through this next six days. And I understand if you're in a place of business where they play music all day long, you can't get away from it. I get that. God looks at the heart. I'm not calling you out on that stuff. What I'm saying is the music you were choosing to put in Be careful what you put in, because over the next six days, what are we going for? The best version of ourselves. And to be able to do that, we're going to detox. And when we detox our spirit, man, we've got to be careful what we put in. So I want you to write down. Again, I left it blank. What? Oh, 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 hold on. Why do why is worship music so important? Read this, Kern. This is powerful. Matthew 26.
1: And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives.
0: When they had sung a hymn. They went out to the Mount of Olives. Do you know what happens right after this? Jesus is picked up by Judas and all the Pharisees taken to the cross. The last thing that he did before he went to the cross was he went and prayed in the uh, the garden, and before he spent time in prayer, he spent time in worship. Because he knew what was about to come his way, he needed the atmosphere of worship to help get him through. I'll let you read into that one. So I will, you write down whatever you need. I will, I'll cut out this secular music. I'll cut out, and then put inside there, I will um, listen to this type of music. I'm going to spend 10 minutes a day just worship, doing what we did here this morning, corporate worship. You will turn your music on as you're driving down the road. Turn that sucker on. And, and, and put the George Strait to side just for the next six days. Nothing wrong with George Strait. Love me some Amarillo by morning. Put that down. Because we're trying to get our spirit man to have a detoxification, to be the strongest that we've ever been. Number three. As mom currently come up, I'll read it. Don't worry about it. Write down for our spirit man to grow. Number three. Prayer. Write down number three, prayer. Spend this week and focus in on prayer. I'm not asking for a couple of minutes. We said a while ago, anything worth having is uphill. It's a sacrifice. Praying two minutes is not a sacrifice. I'm calling us deeper. We sang about it this morning. Deeper. God, we want deeper. We're going deeper in you. And in order to go deeper, we've got to make bigger sacrifices. So, 2 Chronicles in your outline says, our final verse, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive them and heal them. Please give me the honor of being your pastor and taking you on this spiritual journey for the next four weeks. I want you to become a person who prays the final blank that you can fill out for the next six days, what is my prayer life going to look like? I will. I'm going to spend 15 minutes every morning, every lunch and every dinner in prayer, whatever that looks like for you. But I want you to make it a sacrifice. Thank you for tuning in today. For more content like this, visit our website, www.pathwaychurchok.com to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in, and we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you, and work on a plan to apply it, you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to
1: become. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.